You complete me. You had me at hello. You have bewitched me, body and soul. Look at you, you're downright flush. Yes, that is what happens. When one is angry. When one burns for someone who does not feel the same. We're gonna have to work at this every day, but I wanna do that because I want you. What do you want? Hello and welcome to PodCute, a romance book podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Georgia. I'm joined by Sam and Resha, and we are going to be chatting everything romance novel. Uh, We're going to be very sex positive about it. We're just going to have a lot of fun. We are hoping that it's kind of just a lighthearted chat. We're currently living in very dark times, if you didn't notice. And we just wanted (laughs) to be able to get together and kind of talk about nice, fun things and our shared love of romance books. So I will just give a mini introduction to myself and then I'll go around to the rest of the people on the podcast. Uh, Again, my name is Georgia. I am a student of history. I go to UBC and I'm currently doing my master's. I live in Vancouver. I like to watch sports and I like to read romance novels. (laughs) (laughs) Sam? My name is Sam and I'm a lawyer and I met both Georgia and Rasha on Twitter. So we're Twitter friends which is exciting. Um, Like Georgia, I live in Vancouver. Um, And I used to be an avid reader of romance novels, took a little bit of a break when I started working because it's hard to work full time and read. But Georgia is actually the person who reignited my obsession with romance novels. Um, And so kind of in the last few months, I've fallen back into the groove of just like powering through romance novels and I am very excited to do this and also despite living in Vancouver my I grew up going to Ann Arbor in Michigan like constantly because I had family members there and so like Rasha I share a love of the Michigan Wolverines love it Sam we'll have to talk about that another time because I will talk about Michigan all day every day um I'm Rasha um I uh graduated college four years ago and I kind of miss it and I went to the University of Michigan um I was a film major um I love everything movies tv um I'm really obviously into any movies directed by women um written by women all that good stuff um I would probably say that my love of romance novels started when I was I want to say 12 um so the summer of 2003 when I was 12 my cousins and I were in their basement and we found this huge huge suitcase full of romance novels from the 80s that belonged to their aunts and it was like I, I still have some, so I will sh- bring them and show them to you guys. Um, they are amazing. It was like all pirates and like Western themes. And um, we, sh- we should not have been reading them. I was the oldest at 12 and they were all younger than me. <laughs> and we were all reading these books. And obviously it was like, oh, she's a virgin. And he's, you know, this dashing handsome man and they're gonna get together that's literally like what every single one of them consisted of um so that is how i started to be obsessed with romance novels after that i wanted to read anything i could get my hands on um i've always been a fast reader so i would like 
read or go through books like a lot a lot um but yeah that's probably how my love of novels got started and I love reading now except I will say that I read faster on my phone like through the Kindle Unlimited app but I for some reason have like this very strong um like love of actual books so I always buy them except for the Kindle Unlimited ones that I read because I'm embarrassed to have a hard copy, but not anymore, I promise. Um, but yeah, and I love, I am a big sports fan. Um, just this year, I kind of lost interest because of like COVID and everything. Um, but like my favorite thing was to go to the Michigan football games, Michigan hockey games. And I think I've told you both that I went to the Winter Classic um, when it was Toronto versus the Red Wings, which was horrible weather and also the Red Wings lost. Um, I went to the out first outdoor game with versus Michigan and Michigan State in 2010. Um, so I'm obsessed with like anything having to do with like Red Wings sports. Um, yeah, um, I just haven't been interested this this past year. But yeah, that's, that's me. And I'm a writer, even though I haven't written anything in like a million years. So We should say that. <laughs> This is the second podcast that I have started now because of Brendan Leipzig. <laughs> For any of our crossover broadcast fans, I should say um, Sam and I are both hosts of the broadcast, which is a local um, sports podcast in Vancouver that covers sports and sports culture. And one of the things that instigated us starting that podcast was the Brendan Leipzig situation where he was caught doing these with this group chat where he was just totally racist oh, yes. and misogynist and it yes, was awful. Yeah, that, yeah. That's how I, that's how I found out about you. Cause you tweeted about it and I retweeted you and I was like, yes, this girl is amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Totally yes, and so awesome. we started that podcast right. and then that is how I met Russia on Twitter. Yep. Um, and then I think you found Sam similarly. Um, yeah, so Sam, you, same thing with Sam. I retweeted you and then I like followed you right away. And then you follow me back and I was like, wow, these people are amazing. I should move to Vancouver. So, <laughs> and then now I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember, I feel like you just said something about you were reading a romance book and I was like, oh girl, I read seven of these a week. <laughs> and <laughs> we bonded because of that. And then yes. I, I passed that on to Sam because now she reads. I know yeah. I have like so I basically stopped reading for fun when I started practicing law because yeah. I just couldn't do it and kind of over the last two years I've started reading again for fun and then in the last three months because of Georgia I have read <laughs> I have read since December I think 70 I think I hit 70, oh my god yeah 70 romance novels since December that is amazing two weeks that ago is amazing. I looked at my Goodreads and I was at 72 books for the year. And I was like, oh, this is a sign of mental illness. But also okay. it's because of Kindle, Unli it's the Kindle Unlimited. It's so ridiculous. That's literally why. And can I tell you, so last year, my goal was 30. I read 64 because of Kindle Unlimited. And when I told two of my coworkers, they were like, that's crazy. That There's no way. And I'm like, I would show you guys my Goodreads list, but um, I don't want it's to. It's embarrassing. Because they're always like, the Kindle Unlimited is so embarrassing because it's always like, it's always like dark seduction, a steamy, it's like a steamy police procedural, yes. like dark yes. romance or something. You're like, oh, oh my God, God. This is so One episode needs to be dedicated to all the, the best titles 
that we can find because some of them I'm like I want to read you but I'm too embarrassed to even have to read you but then I end up reading it anyway <laughs> it's so bad so like, um, I'm the only person on here who's not on Kindle Unlimited and like Sam oh God, I please. both want to tell you to do it but also don't want you to do it because yes. you will not speak to Jeff like you will just be <laughs> reading <I> don't. <laughs> That is actually all I do. Like yesterday, Jeff was like, do you do anything other than read? I, like, uh, I You know what? For the last two months, honestly, no. So I started reading on my phone. And like, gosh, I read way faster on my phone. And then- Me too. Yes, me too. Yeah, on my phone for sure. Yeah, but like I also, pre- I normally prefer- like hard copy books. Like I prefer books and I love the smell of books, love having them in my hands, but- like reading romance novels, I'm like, I power through these too fast yes. to yes. buy them. Yeah. So yeah. I was reading them on my phone and then I ended up getting an iPad mini last yeah. weekend. So I'm just reading on like the Google Play app because I was just buying them on my phone. So I'm like, I can't get a Kindle because I can't move the books over. I so I you can get the Kindle I, app. Yeah, the Kindle app. Do I don't have a I don't have a Kindle. I don't have a Kindle. I, yeah, and the good thing is, like, my phone is kind of big. It's not small, so I like, you know, I can, it's it's nice to read on there. Um, so I just I've always done it through my app. I've never I've never actually had a Kindle before. Like, actually, I have to do this because I'm getting an amount of money. Yeah, no, you. It's like nine dollars a month or something Canadian for like yeah, the, yes, for that thing. But you get so many books. Um, and books that you can't access anywhere else. And there's like a lot of really good indie writers that are on, like we, we talk about like the really trash, like there is smut (laughs) Smut for days, but which I love. Yeah. (laughs) But there's like Karina Hawley's there, Chloe, um, Liazzi, who I love, like there's some really good authors who are there and they just self-publish and you can do it through Amazon. So that's, that's the pro okay. side, the con I'm side. I'm downloading it right now. The con side is that because everything's so available, then it's like, yeah, no, you don't understand. Yesterday I bought a subscription to Scribd just because the very first book in the Wallflower series that Lisa Clapis wrote like is not I don't know what happened to it. It's not available on any platform. The only place it was available was on Scrub. So I was like, I will subscribe so I can yeah. read book one of this series. I was like, I can't read this series without reading book one. So I like mm-hmm. I have to figure out some way to get it. Really? That's yeah. so weird. It's not on anywhere else. Hmm. I know it's like you can't you cannot buy this book other than in hard copy. Weird. Oh that was weird. Good. I don't understand why. Like this series is really good. Mm. I need to go back and read it because I for sure read the I think it's called Devil in Winter Winter. yeah because that one is like the highest rated one and I think I just grabbed that one first so I need to go back actually so I have a weird thing where if I know it's a series I can't read it out of order Mm -hmm. like I have to read it in order so I like figure out what it is so I yeah but the whole series is really good but Devil in Winter is definitely the best one yeah. Oh God, I got to go back and read them. I, I was going to say, I have to read these too, because these sound really good if you both like them. Yeah. They're kind of like, they're really classic kind of um, yeah. historical romance. Um, oh yes. Yes. So the ones I, I should say the ones I found, like me and my cousins found in their aunt's huge luggage, they were all like historical. I can't wait to show you guys. Just they're classic my, like, bodice 
yes, like with the yes. with like the the fake painting people yes. like and the yes. What was the famous guy? Oh, Fabio. 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 The Fabio yes. hair. Oh my Amazing. god! No, listen. I don't think he's on any of the ones that I have, but it's literally right up that alley. And Amazing. I tried. I went on eBay to try and find some of them, and I found some, but like they're totally different. And I'm like, no, I want these specific ones. I cannot wait to show you guys. They're literally amazing. <laughs> I can't wait to show you. They're like in storage somewhere. I still have them. So the first romances you read, you were 12. The first romance I read, I was 10. And (laughs) no, this is so bad. And I need to like contextualize this a lot. So it doesn't sound so bad. Um, I was, (laughs) I was a voracious reader as a child. I grew up without TV, like without cable. We only had one channel. My parents were both like academics. So like reading was all we did. So I had like a super high reading level when I was very young. Um, And then, so there's that side. And then the other side is my mom worked, um, part of her job was to work with this organization on the downtown east side in Vancouver called WISH, um, which is a women's international safety house. Um, She did stuff with their literacy development program. But because she worked there, she would get a bunch of donations from people for, um, for the organization. Um, and people can still donate if they like to, um, things are probably different in COVID, but like clothes and makeup and like toiletries and all that kind of stuff. But she would get a lot of books. And so she got a ton of books from her friends and I was like 10, I was in grade five. So I (laughs) might've been 11, but I just distinctly remember like picking up this book and it was, I don't remember it's called, I think it was called Rose, um, but it's by Lauren Royal and it was a romance set. So it would have probably been written in like the late nineties, um, but it was this <laughs> romance book set in um, like Tudorish England or like, okay. I guess not Tudor, like maybe the late 17th century. And I read it and I hadn't even had sex ed yet. Like that's how <laughs> young I was. So I'm reading yeah. this book. It's like, I don't know. The And the scary, the crazy thing was the girl was like probably 18 or something. So in my head, I'm like, this isn't God. that weird. Like I've just read Ella Enchanted. <laughs> She's the oh, same yeah. age, yes. which is like, which I stand by Ella Enchanted being like the best child I, I read that book so yes. good yeah I, I swear I think I have yeah. it somewhere I'm not kidding I just I, oh my god wait yes I have it yes. you literally have it <laughs> I, I just it. I just sent it to one of my close friends her stepdaughter is like 11 and I just sent that book to her I was like oh this my is my god, favorite book amazing. you need to read it it's so good I love it anyway so I read this book and was just like what is happening? Like they're having sex and like, there's all this crazy stuff happening. And I'm like, what the fuck? And that's for sure. The first romance book I read, I don't remember reading any after until I was older. I think I was like 13 or 14 and my sister's 10 years older. And I read, it was a Stephanie Lawrence book. So again, it was like a historical romance book, but Mm -hmm. then I read like all of Stephanie Lawrence. And then I got into like other books, but like, that is my distinct first romance I love that so much that makes me I I I for sure I was like you too so I when I immigrated to the U.S. when I was five um I like had 
I like love to read, but I also learned how to like speak English by honest to God watching friends. Cause we only had like two channels. Um, so reading was like the other thing that I did. And I got so like, I got so good at it in terms of like, I read really fast. I would always check out books from our library. So I was just like you, like same thing. Like we had TV, but I also chose to read all the time. Um, to the point where I would like, my parents would, we would go to Sam's Club and Costco. I don't know if you guys have Sam's Club and Costco in Canada. And don't judge me for asking we that have question. Costco. We have Costco, but no, it's not Sam's Club. No Sam's Club. Okay. Okay. I, I love both. They're, they're kind of the same thing. So anyway, I have them take me and I pretend I wanted to go with them for something, but I would go to like the book area so that I could like read the books. Um, but yes, I was just like you, Georgia. I read like really like I would want to read anything. I would pick up anything. Like I'd go to like my uncle's house and he'd have like a bookshelf with all these like random like dictionaries and th thesaurus and all that stuff and like encyclopedias. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to read this. Um, So I loved to read. So I for sure probably read like some things here and there, like in terms of romance, romance, like obviously I read Sweet Valley High. I was obsessed with Sweet Valley High. Still have so many of them. And my dream is to do like a reboot um, TV show of Sweet Valley High, but like diversify it. Um, but romance, romance, like actual what we read now for sure is that time when I was like 12 and I would sneak them. So I'd go sleep over at my cousin's house and I would sneak them in my bag, <laughs> take them home with me and then hide them under my bed because I thought that the covers were like so risque when I show you guys they're the stupidest they're so funny they're like hilarious um but yeah so I totally understand um I too thought I was like oh he's touching her legs oh no <laughs> um so yeah so I totally um I totally like get that too it's so funny yeah it was so scandalous so scandalous. yes yeah Sam, what was your first romance book? I was actually trying to think about this. I don't really remember, um, but like both of you, I was a super voracious reader. I just mm -hmm. like, I used to, you know, did you guys used to get like Scholastic? Oh yeah. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. The Where do I like, start? It was like the yeah. best day of my month. I would sit there and like mm -hmm. circle all the ones I wanted. And then I'd have like yep. an extensive negotiation with my mom about what I could oh, or could Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. And I yeah. lived for it. So I was a voracious reader. I actually think there are two possibilities. In high school, I started reading fanfic online. And I yep. think that might have been my gateway. Like I used to read a ton of fanfic online. Yes. And I actually still do from time to time. And I have like, I have like one bookmarked from like when I was in high school that are just like really good books that I still love. <laughs> I know it's so bad. It's awesome. And then there was a book by Rosalind Miles called Guinevere, Queen of the Summer Country, which was like a twist of like Guinevere and King Arthur. And I loved that. And it was, mm. I think that might be the first one. Interesting. I've always kind of had like, I, I like really love historical fiction romances. Yeah, me too. That would be right up my alley. Yeah, I... I don't know the first like contemporary romance I read, but I distinctly remember the first because the first ones I read were for sure historical. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, I can't actually, I'm pretty sure like the first um, contemporary ones and I don't even know, like I'll call them romance novels, but they're not like in my head. It's Chicklet was the Sophie mm -hmm. Kinsella book. Yes. The Shopaholic, uh, the yes. Shopaholic books. Um, my favorite book by hers for sure. Um, I've got your number, but those ones were like, I think that was like my entrance into like contemporary 
Yeah, I read all the Chocoholic books and then um, Something Borrowed by Emily Gibbons. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that book. And the the one after, the Something sequel. Blue. Yeah, Something Blue. Oh my God. I had not read Sophie the Sophie Kinsella book, or I, but I did. I was obsessed with uh, Confessions, Confessions of a Shopaholic, the movie. Mm-hmm. I loved it, not going to lie. Um, but I haven't read any of her books. I do have Something Borrowed. I think I do have it or Something Blue, one of them. I don't know. I think I have Something Blue because I was like, I shouldn't be reading this unless I read the first one. Um, but the author of those books... Um, I've kind of like, I'm kind of like, I, okay, listen, I didn't cancel her. I'm just like avoiding her because she came for Meghan Markle and I was like, not okay with that. She <laughs> said some really weird stuff. It was just she really said weird. Super yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. But also like stuff. her books have gotten progressively worse. So uh, I, have, okay. I have like all of the Emily Giffen books up until I think her most recent one is, it's called The Lies That Bind. And like something borrowed and something blue are by far the best. Okay. And Lies That Bind, which I think came out last year, I like, I could barely get through it. No way. Interesting. Yeah, those those ones are like, Chiclet is interesting because, yeah, there's like, there's not a lot of sex in it. It's much Mm -hmm. more like the anticipation. And yeah, I guess there's a word I was, (laughs) I was on romance novels Reddit or whatever. And I think they call it like closed door romance. Where like oh yeah all okay, that, that stuff is sense. taken out yeah, yeah. I, was, I was like oh there's all these like terms that I'm learning that's anyway. so funny that makes sense I yeah. think my first contemporary which I read well like when I was like 15 was Nora Roberts um she has a series called the Bride Quartet yes I read those. <laughs> For sure. Can I tell you how obsessed I am with those? I downloaded the game on my computer. It was like this game where it's like a hidden objects game. I was obsessed and then I had to delete it because it got a virus. <laughs> um, I was so I was so into them. I read them so many times. I literally am staring at them right now. So after I watched Bridgerton, I was like, okay, can somebody now make um what's it Brid- no? Was it Bridgerton or virgin river where i was like okay can somebody please make the bride quartet like a, a series on netflix because i loved it so much and i loved like that the titles like bed of roses had to do with the character who was the like the yeah. um savor, savor the moment had to do with the character who makes the cakes like i loved that so much i've like given them to my friends like to read and to borrow i love them i would love like for someone to me to make it into like a tv show or movie that'd be really cool but yeah i would i would love for that to happen because they're so they're so interesting i love them the other series that i read and it wasn't by any means the first but something i really loved was um you know the philippa gregory book yeah that's an entire intagenet and tutors series which the other bowling girls a part of but that's the only one i read but i loved it okay so she did the white queen which was edward the fourth and elizabeth woodville which is like one of my favorite historical. So good. Okay. And Stars did an adaptation of it. Yes, they did. I was gonna say. So yeah. good. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. No. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I think I read all of the Philippa Gregory books. I think They're I read so that good. whole series. That's oh, you know what I just remembered? That's one of the books that I got from Costco. <laughs> The other balloon girl? Yes. I was going to say, if you were going to make anything else a a TV series, what would you pick? Yeah. Because we have Rasha's. 
Yes. Mm. Like, oh, I'm trying to think of like really good series. Actually, I really do like this, the Bergman Brothers by I'm I don't know how to pronounce her name. Chloe Lees, Liazzi, Lies. Um, <laughs> they're really good. And that's also like her stories are much more interesting because it's all about kind of writing for a much more diverse audience and like representation. So like mm-hmm. she has deaf characters, people have autism, no disability. Way. Yeah, no, they're they're really, really good. Um, oh, that's awesome. I'll have to yeah, so those I really love. They're also making the hating game into a movie. Are they? Yeah, with Lucy Hale. What? Yeah. Wait, how did what? I miss that, this? That sounds really familiar. It's the, the Sally Thorne. Thorne book. You for sure read it. I have not read it. What? <laughs> I have not read it. Should that, that is like one of my all time favorites. So Okay, it's so very good. similar okay. to the Unhoneymooners. Like very yeah. similar premise to the Unhoneymooners. Yeah, the which I also similar. love. I'm now going to, to my Goodreads. Level. I'm going to my Goodreads. <laughs> like, I'm trying to remember um, these fucking books. I think the series I there. I think I have two. I would either do a Louisa James. Oh, maybe Ooh. the Wilds. The the Wilds, the Wilds? Like good series, like yeah. really good. Um, and then the other one, I just finished all five books in the Wallflower series with Lisa Claypus, and I think that would also be really good. But yeah. I would do it the way Shonda Rhimes did Bridgerton, where she just like just threw in people of color. Well, yeah, with no regard for the actual accuracy to the book. One hundred percent. That's like that's like how I feel about um, the Bride Quartet. Yeah. I would 100% because there's no reason why you shouldn't like there's no reason like you totally can do that like there's no reason why you shouldn't um and that's what I would 100% want um want it to be like as well um I feel like at this point Bridgerton has kind of opened up like a whole new like like a whole new door for that kind of stuff because yeah. like no one can ever say oh well it's set in the 1800s blah, blah blah and people can be like um hello Bridgerton like who gives a shit anymore um sorry are we allowed to swear yeah of course. totally <laughs> I, I marked it as explicit um <laughs> actually the other like recent series that I think would be really interesting is and I know you're gonna you're gonna read this now because I saw you post it is the Evie <laughs> is Evie Dunmore like she's done these two she's I done all two. of those because of you yeah, <laughs> there's new ones coming out, but um, the first one is a Duke of Their Own. Is that what it's called? Bringing down the Duke. Bringing down the Duke. Yeah. And then a Rogue of Their Own. Yeah, a Rogue of One's Own. A Rogue of One's Own. And then there's the next one is something Scotsman. It's coming out soon. But they're really interesting books because she's writing about a specific time in kind of the British historical past where um, – there's like feminism involved. It's first wave feminism. Oh, so like there's some stuff there, but um, it's, yeah, they're, they're a lot more um, true to history than kind of the other more Regency romance books are where those are much more escapist, I would say. Um, yeah. So the, those ones are like, in, those ones will be interesting to have because there is like the historical side of like the suffragettes and the suffragist movement. And okay. stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I always find it hard to watch adaptations of romance novels because I feel like there's a specific like relationship that you as a reader have with them in a different way than if you're reading like a fantasy or kind of just a straight up fiction. 
So, oh, for sure. But, and I think that's why Bridgerton worked is because, and we'll talk about it on another episode, but they, because it's so, it is so different than the books that it kind of takes you away from that, like traditional, is this adapted properly? Is this not adapted properly? Um, yeah. That I find. Would you, would you, would you say that you're okay with that? Like, is that something you're okay with? Okay. Cause I am too. I am too. Like I don't, I don't see it taking away mostly because I really don't expect like, because, okay. So I loved Game of Thrones back when it was good. Um, And I, and I always hated people being like, well, they don't have people of color because that's the time that it was back then. And I'm like, motherfucker, there are dragons on this show. Like if there can be dragons, there can be, people who are like you know darker than my coffee on this fucking show like don't give me you aren't like slaves or like oh my god yes Yes. and you know you know like the scene where like Daenerys is like she does like the what is it yes and it's all brown people like it's so bad it's horrible and that's what happens when you have two white men writing a show like that um, so I just, um, I always like hated that. I always, I was like, that's bullshit. Like, I don't care. Um, I don't expect it of shows back then that are set back in that time. And I don't expect it of shows, um, that are set now, but especially with like, that's why I said Bridgerton has totally changed the game. And I really don't think it, people are people who make TV shows or make like adaptations of books are going to have to take notice because, there's no excuse anymore. There really isn't. Um, unless you're someone who's like, yeah, I really want to stick to the integrity or like how accurate it is, which at the same time is like, if you're going to do that, then you need to do everything the right way. Like make sure the actors are wearing the proper underwear. Like when you have a bra back then, the way we do, like make sure they're not wearing yeah. bras the way they're supposed to. Um, so I just think that like, that's why, like I said, with like the bride quartet, I'm like, if that ever happens, for sure there's going to be like, like white people are not going to be like the majority of the cast, um, which I hope I'm talking like as if I'm going to adapt this book at any time. You could, Please, I know I could. I could just like talk to Nora and be like, "Hey, Nora." I'm um, interested. Yeah. I'm actually interested to see with Bridgerton if they gender bend some of the people because Ooh, it is like the thing about the kind of traditional romance is it is very heteronormative, which we know. So, and I know that they included like gay characters in the first series, but it'll be interesting to see if they gender bend at all. I, I think that might be too transgressive for like people to handle like not us, but yes. But also they, they they should realize with Shonda Rhimes shows, she always has gay characters on her shows. Like that's the thing. So it'll be interesting to see because otherwise they'll have to remain kind of in the wings. Yeah. Because they aren't the main characters. It'll be interesting to see what they do because obviously I think from the first season, everyone's talking about it being um, Benedict. But it's hard when when you have your whole own book, like how do you just completely eliminate the whole Sophie story, right? Like people are yeah. attached to those storylines already. And I think that's going to be the challenge for her. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you both, did you guys kind of think they were queer baiting with Benedict on the first season? Can yeah. you t- I know we're like, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. So that wasn't my imagination. No. Because. I for like sure thought that he was, there was going to be a scene. One. And I was like, I oh. think that if I, yeah. 
And I would have continued thinking that if I didn't read all the books, like the yeah. one after I walked yeah. in. Yeah, yes. And I thought too, I was like, I was like, there's, I, not to say like Julia Quinn is like homophobic, but I was like, there's no way he's actually gay in the books. I'm like, there's just no way. There, there's no yeah, way no. these books were written traditional in the early 2000s. Yeah. 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 So I was like, I there's mean, she's no writing way. for an audience. Yeah. Like a particular yeah. audience. <laughs> Absolutely. Do, did the first book come out in 2000? Is that when the first book came out? I'm trying. I'm kind I of forgetting. Think so I think it was. It was. They were all like. They were all within the 2000s. Like I don't think any were published after 2010. If I remember. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they were in that specific time as well. Yeah. But I thought yeah. I was like, oh, maybe they're are they making him like bisexual? Like, okay, that's I, interesting. But I like the same thing. But I was yeah. like, mm, and then yeah. yeah. So yeah, it'll um, be interesting. So, we'll have to see. Yeah. I know. I know. If she does change it, that would be awesome. Or if it does change, that would be like a big, I feel like a big shocker to like a lot of people because they're kind of going by the novels. But I mean, if you kind of like insinuated it, people are going to expect it, but you never know. Yeah. yeah. It's also like for a lot of people, Benedict's their favorite book. So I it'll be, yeah. Okay, so it'll be like, I really love the Sophie story. Yeah. So okay. it'll be interesting okay. to see. Okay, maybe we should finish up quickly with our favorite tropes. Do you guys have, okay. okay, or maybe we can start with like tropes that you don't like. That might be easier. Like, or is there a trope where you like pick up a book and you just go, no, because I have one. You? Okay, I yeah. kind of do too. It's professors and students can't do. Oh yeah. Will never, ever do. Yeah. And I, okay. and I'm all already weird about power dynamics, like, I'm, yeah. uh, which is weird because I'm okay with doing like the boss and secretary, like marriage <laughs> of convenience. <laughs> I am too. I totally am and too. Sam, I'm telling you, like, there's so many on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. I'm fine yeah. with those when it's like, oh, it's the boss. He's like, I have to get married for like this inheritance. And then he marries the secretary and she gets a lot of yeah. money. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, I get that. <sighs> That's bad. I cannot do professors and students. And I specifically remember reading my Oxford year which was like a big like summer read. It came out a couple of years ago. I think it was like one okay. of the Oprah book reads or whatever. And it's about this girl and she goes to Oxford and she ends up with, she ends up having, like she hooks up with this guy and then finds out that he's her like professor. I'm like, no, can't, can't do this. No. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't know. I think part of it is I work yeah yeah I'm okay I don't think yeah Sam what's yours what do you think I don't think I have one that I will just like straight up not read oh I do I also hate the um um accidental pregnancy ones <laughs> I'll, I'll read them but I don't like them there's no, a lot I don't, of those I'm not a huge fan of those there's either. a lot of those yeah. on kindle <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, There's literally, it's like every other one. I'm like drawing a blank right now. I can't think of what's yours, Tarasha. Okay. Mine (laughs) is musicians. Like, I don't care. I don't care for (laughs) like, oh, I'm in a band. I play the guitar. Oh my God. There's so many. Yes, there is. I just don't care for it. Um, Literally, like, I, I, oh my God, there's, every time I see one, the, the premise sounds so good. If I read like a blurb or something, um, but then I go to like Kindle and I read 
what it's about. And it's like, oh, this rock star. And I'm like, ugh, like, I don't care. And you know what's so funny? There's also the ones of like, oh, this actress or actor who's a playboy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't care for those either. Like, it's not like I dislike them or I hate them. I'm just like, I don't care. And also, like, I'm so practical when it comes to the actor, actress one, because I'm like, you know, because everyone knows that, you know, we I can tell if your relationship is fake. Like, you know how we all know that Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello are not actually <laughs> dating? <laughs> like, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, we would know. We know if it was fake. Like, there's no way this so is realistic. Funny. But then for some reason, I believe that there's like 20 mafia bosses in New York <laughs> and New Jersey that are like, you know, single and really hot and good looking. That for me is realistic, but not the actor dating a fake real person <laughs> that's kind of like how i feel about like like the secret billionaire trope i'm like i don't okay. i don't like it i want like i want the billionaire to be the billionaire like i'm not into him pretending to have no money yes, yeah that's very I fair actually, i don't yes, like it i actually like that i actually don't like that i should say i'm totally with you on that yeah. on that one as well how do you feel about law books sam because that there's a lot of lawyer ones. Oh yeah, I've read I think like two of them. Two. I think Julie there. Julie James has like a whole series that's about like district attorneys in Chicago. And... I very rarely read anything yeah. law related. Like I want these to be an escape, which is why I hate when they pretend to not be a billionaire. I'm like, I want, <laughs> I want a woman to be dating the billionaire who's like flying yeah. her everywhere and like exactly. spending excessive amounts of money on her. Like yeah. that's what I want. To escape. Yes. If I wanted to just like have a person pretending to be regular, that's like real life. Yes. <laughs> I don't yes. need that. No. Thank you. I that's have it. So funny. That's awesome. No, I totally think that too. Because at the same time, I'm like, okay, this is bullshit. He should be buying her things and should yeah. be spending money on her. Yeah. Yes. No. My favorite part of my favorite thing about like the historical romances where it's like, oh, he's like a duke and whatever. It's like, she's like, oh, he just shows up and there's like a diamond necklace waiting on your pillow yes. like, does that but exactly. like yes I would like that I would like to come home and just have jewelry lying on my bed thank you that's yes. so funny say it louder so your husband can hear you <laughs> <laughs> he's playing that's his video awesome. game I know so funny that's okay awesome. okay so favorite tropes like I guess like yeah, like a trope that you're just like, I will read no matter what. We already know what mine is. <laughs> we know what yours is. Yes. Mafia, anything. Yes. So, so embarrassing. I like really, really love either a really good slow burn from like okay. best friends to lovers, but it has to be like really slow. Okay. Or like enemies to lovers. Like I like enemies to lovers is my favorite. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. That's and then I also just really love anything. I do like the second chance trope because I really like anything that's super angsty. Like I like yes. to feel like sick to yes. my stomach. Yes, yes. Like, you know, when you're really, you're reading something that's really good angst and you just- Yeah, you feel, feel it. So yes. Tense yes. And you're just like, yeah. what is like, yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. If you know, you know. No, but, like, I totally get it. Physical anxiety. That's awesome. Even though we talk about reading these books as like an escape, we still want to feel You want to feel it. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. This is actually like, you know, it's so funny. I think it's one of the most underrated Julia Quinn books, but it's, which one is it? It's 
The Secret Diaries of Miss Miranda Cheever. I think it might be one of my favorites. I the, whole, the whole premise of it is like, and it doesn't really spoil anything, but she's like basically in love with her best friend's brother. And there's like a whole bunch of twists and turns, but it's like they end up together, but she doesn't think he loves her. Like she thinks they just end up getting married. And mm. it was like, because they had to. And there is some like really good angst in there. Like if you Ooh, oh, I to love feel that. the anxiety, that's a good one. That's so interesting. I think, oh, back to tropes we don't like, can't do the hockey books because um, oh, okay, they're so bad. I'm totally fine with those. No, 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 you know, what's so I've, funny? Read, I've read them and yeah, there's yes. some that are okay. There's some okay. that are okay. Like the that college series by, um, what is her name? Mm, I can't remember her name right now it's a book like it's college or whatever that yeah. one's good but there's a lot of them that are so bad and I read one last year that was so clearly based off of the Ottawa senators taxi scandal because it starts with them like this video being released of them like shit talking the coach and then he had to like get married or get a girlfriend and I was like no I can't okay, do as like a PR as, as a, like PR a PR thing PR. can't do oh it oh my god yeah. That's so. Oh, my favorite thing about any sports ones is the names that they have to come up with. For the they're teams. So, so funny. They are hilarious. I wish I made a list, but they're so they're funny. So like I think there was a hockey one that I was reading a while back on my Kindle, and I kind of I think I stopped reading it because I was like, this team name is so freaking dumb that I cannot get over it. It's <laughs> but it's so, so funny. funny. Yeah. Oh, by the way, do you guys know my first like foray into like fan fiction was literally reading hockey fan fiction back when I was younger. Yep. Like a lot of hockey. Like that's how my crush on Sidney Crosby started, which like in Detroit. Yes. So much good Tyler Sagan fanfic. Yes. Oh my God. There's a lot of like the Chicago Blackhawks and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, I there's, remember there's Vancouver Canucks fanfic now, but it's okay, all, but so, it's all queer fanfic and it's Elias Pettersson and Brock Besser. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I'm part of the issue is like you age out of it, right? Like I can't read hockey fanfic now because all the players are like 18 to 21. Yeah, like, I know. Yes. Oh my God. I was going to say like some of these players are born after 2000 and I'm like, I'm disgusted right now. Um, um, so there's this one fan fiction that I read you guys and it was the, it was, Vancouver oh my god I ha I'll have to find it oh it was called the specialist I was part okay oh no. I tell you I read it yes you I did I, yes. okay 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 did you, so wait Sam were you part of that like hockey fan fiction group I wasn't part of it but I read it okay okay can I tell you okay listen the the it basically was based, Georgia, you're gonna like die laughing. It was basically a woman who was basically like, you know, there for the players to relieve their needs in any way that they wanted. It was literally her job. Yep. <laughs> yep. And like the um, main players in it were Kevin Bieksa and Ryan Kessler. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. yep. Also, yep. Yep. And Ryan Kessler's wife wrote a romance novel. No, Kevin Bieksa's okay. wife. Wrote a okay, romance novel, okay. and the main guy character is named Ryan. That's hilarious. Okay, we have but to I read, that. read that. Okay, I, Sam, I'm going to say something. The writing was really good. I'm going to say that right now. So I was just going to say, the person who wrote that 
Uh-huh. As a site with all her other hockey fanfic. Okay. And I, re- I have read all of it. Like, oh. all of it. Okay, that makes me happy. I Like, I feel validated right now. I'm so happy she that you read it. She's a very good writer. Okay, she's awesome. She yeah. is awesome. So, so Georgia, in this, in this, like, story... This girl does the stuff I've for. I've never met anyone else who has read. I, you don't understand. I'm so <laughs> happy. I'm so happy. I still have it because we th- that group stopped sending each other um, fanfic, but I still have it. I didn't want to delete it. It's so good. So Georgia, she's like, she um, starts falling in love with Chris Higgins, right? Is that who it was, yes. Sam? Oh my yes. god. Okay, yes. And basically, he, it's like an enemies to lovers where he basically slut shames her and everything. And then he's the and, person in that position. Yes. And then get this. This is my favorite part. She goes to the all-star game where every team has a specialist and the captain <laughs> of that team, the captain of that team picks a card and then they get to go with the other whatever team's card they pick. They go with her as a specialist. And like they like have sex. So like Sydney oh Crosby God. picks like someone's someone specialist from this team. And then the main character in this in this story um gets picked by Patrick Kane. Right? Who was oh, it? Was it Patrick Kane? It was Patrick no, Kane. Yes. That's so yes. Bad. And she like, and I think she did not sleep with him. I think she said I no. I, I totally forgot. I'm forgetting if she slept with him or not. But I'm she assuming like, this was written pre-allegation. <laughs> Um, 100%. This was like, I want to say this was like 2012. I, you know what? I'm going to look for it because I'm telling you, I still have it. It's still my email. She is, she is. It's, uh, what's interesting is to see how many people, like now all of the writers who are kind of like really doing well, all have roots in fanfic. Yes. Like they all do. Yeah. Which is really I find really interesting. Um, I actually never read fanfic. Really? Yeah, I never did. And I part of it is I just didn't know. Like, wow. I also wasn't big on Tumblr either. Like, there's things that okay. I just missed. Um, so I never I, really read fanfic. I'm trying to think of how I got into it. So, by the way, I found out it was from 2012. So it was okay. literally nine years ago. This is, yeah, I was 21 years old you reading this so shit. what's so funny is I think this is the first time I have ever publicly admitted that I read fanfic. Oh. I I'm, like, I spent yeah. so long being like, it's a weird thing to do. And it's only been yep. in the last few years. And I'm like, I'm just, it's not weird. Like, everyone reads it's fanfic. It's really not weird. doesn't read fanfic. No. And, You're but I used to be reading, like, yeah. no, I shouldn't tell anyone that I read this. Yeah, but I used to be the same like, way. There are fanfics published that are better writing than books I have read. Yeah. Um, I have claimed that I have read better fan fiction of Game of Thrones than what was actually written for the show. Like, I will go to my, I will die on that hill. There is some great fan fiction that I have read that is so, like, gives great care to the characters that, like, when I'm reading it, I'm like, holy shit, this person's, like, the character's voice is actually how it is on the show. Like, this person captured it so well. And, like, I would have much rather had watched this as an adaptation than watched the last freaking season of Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> I am, like, so mad about Game of Thrones. And you would think I, like, read the books and was a super fan. I really wasn't. I got into it after the third season. But for some reason, I think I just had high expectations because they kind of gave themselves like the yeah. authority of having high, like you know what I mean yeah, yeah. um yeah. So I always talk about that but yes um well they were I essentially the like thing. they were essentially writing fanfic at the end 
they knew like oh, four 100%. they knew like four plot points and then yeah, yeah. that's all they 100%. had 100 percent. and they were not good at it right and no they were not um oh. fanfiction.net has way better writers i will say that oh so good but no the person who wrote the specialist had some really good series okay I can if, you i wonder yeah. if she's i will send like you. transitioned she has yeah a in all her books. it's still i'll send it to you i have send, i was gonna say send us the link to her website um in so our interesting. like i, I wonder if she's looking it up because i had it book charge i wonder if she's a conference fan like if we know oh her. she she for sure is. When she listens to the broadcast. But the other series she Ooh. wrote that was really good was a Sydney Crosby series. What's it called? I probably read it because that group, so I found the name of the group. It was called Hockey Fan Fiction. Um, and it was literally like a like an email chat or like, a, sorry, like an email club where like we get mm. sent like these, um, these like, there's so many good ones, you guys. Like I will find them. Interesting. Um, and I'm yeah, they're awesome. Like, the thing that is, like, people think it's favorite. weird because it's like, oh, you're writing about this player, but it's like, it's just a convenient way to like imagine what someone looks like. Right. Like, I don't actually right. think when I'm reading it that this is, this is what Sydney Crosby no. is. No, I think no. the only I stuff I get, I think the only things I get uncomfortable with in fanfic is when they're like underage. So, like, all this stuff about the yeah. Harry Styles stuff and like, now they even oh, yeah. about that like that's really weird oh, and i also don't yeah yeah that yeah. was fucking weird um yeah. and then they um i get uncomfortable when it's like two players together yes that makes oh, me really uncomfortable yeah. I, don't, I'm like, so I don't read uh. that i just want to yeah. read like okay yeah we, just, we don't need to talk about this <laughs> okay, so, so that was our first episode of podcube Thank you for joining us. Um, we will probably be doing episodes like around once a month, book club style. I think our next episode, we're going to focus on talking about Bridgerton. So catch up on your Bridgerton books and series, Julia Quinn, and we will chat then. Bye.